BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Do you want to start a company but have no idea where to begin? Or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles-based influencer and co-founder of the Clean Skincare line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostess, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, everyone, welcome back. It's funny because normally when I talk about having podcast guests on, my parents have no idea who I'm talking about because it's never anybody that relates to them. And then this week I was like, oh, I have Trista Sutter coming on my podcast. My mom was like, what? So welcome, Trista, a household name Uh all the way to my parents. It was so funny because I was thinking about it and I was like, I actually had to do some research this morning. I'm like, how long ago? So for anybody who doesn't know, for anybody who doesn't, hasn't heard her name before, which maybe it's, maybe it's a millennial thing. You were the original, you were on the original Bachelor in what, 2002, 18 years ago, and then became the first ever Bachelorette. So you were the OG Bachelorette. So every Bachelor Nation and everything was birthed out of basically your experiences into now what we know. And basically because we were all devastated when you weren't the one chosen on season one. And we were like, this isn't fair. We need her back. And now that created this cycle that is what we have now today. So, so cool. 18 years later, still a household name, apparently to my parents, for sure. It's crazy. (laughs) I love that. So tell your mom. She will love that. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a long time. And who would have thought? Like, I would never have thought that something that I was a part of was still going on and still so incredibly popular. You know, I, I am so thankful for the experience because for obvious reasons, I met my husband and we created a family people. Like we were talking about Caitlin, I Mm -hmm. have gotten to meet Mm -hmm. so many people and now you, and I probably wouldn't have met you had it not been for Caitlin and me, you know, being in this podcast world now. And so, yeah, it's, it's really, really, really an incredible experience and, and has been for the last almost 20 years. Like recap your experience. So you went on the original bachelor, you weren't chosen, got back and you were the first bachelorette. You met your husband and you had one of the most close to a Royal wedding in terms of like, like, (laughs) do you remember there was, well, obviously you remember, but like, I'm, I'm remembering there was like helicopters. It was like, it was all, I'm in yes. Canada. You like, like, just grasp that for a second. In Canada, we were sitting there all glued to our televisions because you were getting married because you found love on a TV show. It was like, and now it's like how weirdly, not normal, but like now that's become a lot more common that like we have started to see love and stuff in different ways. But you met your husband. You've now been married for how many years? Seven. Almost 17. Oh my gosh. And you have two kids. How old are they now? Two, 11 and 13, Blakesley and Max. And, you know, I always wanted to be a mom and to be able to 
have these two rambunctious, oh, they're tweens and teens now. So we're going through. I know. What, how yeah, old are you? You're a mom. <laughs> yeah. 14 year old, 12 year old, a 10 year old. And then we're having a baby in January. I can attest to this. I remember when Max was, he was two. Blakesley was born when he was 20 months. And I remember just laying on the ground, being in like in an enclosed space. So it was like behind a door and I would just lay there and be like, I yes. just need to rest for a minute. So you yes. guys just play and I'm here. So, you know, like here's all your toys and play. So mommy can have time to rest. I have to relate to them as the weeds. So when I talk to mothers and they're like, I'm just so tired. I'm like, you need to remember you're in the weeds. This doesn't last forever. Eventually they know how to go to the fridge and get their own apple juice and everything changes. <laughs> like that moment in time, <laughs> right? once they can feed themselves, it's a great, but then you just become their emotional like distributors. Like you're having to like manage them emotionally and their schedules and the chauffeuring. It's, it's very different. But I'm just very grateful to be going into a season now with a baby with teenagers because even though they have their own little lives, I also know that my little baby will have all this like built in entertainment and so will they. I'm just, I think we're all just a little shocked and a little excited. Like it's just, it's just, it's everything that I, was the first time and it is all, all over again. So, I mean, it's fun. Yeah. And, and the baby will have so much more love of your families, the siblings. And I love that part of me kind of wishes that we would have had more, but I just, I don't do well with pregnancies. My body just did not do well. I had like emergency births and, and not great experiences when it came to pregnancy and labor and delivery. So we were good with the boy and the girl, but there's part of me like that sees people like you having babies. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I know. I used to be so one of those people much. that's like, I love so being much. pregnant. It's so nice and I'm glowing and it's amazing. And then this time I'm like, I said to my husband, I'm like, so are you going to schedule the vasectomy like while I'm recovering? Or he's like, whoa, like he's like, you're really. And I was like, no, no, like, I don't think you understand. I feel like I've had the flu for six months. <laughs> And I'm done. I'm re- <laughs> I'm retiring. Oh, My, I'm, I it just hit so, so different, sorry. so different. I had a little bit of twinges of guilt for how I was like pregnancy is amazing before, and now I see these. And yeah, I right? have friends. I have a friend in Florida who is literally on IV every single day, just surviving her pregnancy. And I'm just like, we are incredible beings, but also it is a huge ask of your body that I, even if it was the best of experiences, I don't know, like it's, it's a huge decision to go through it again. And honestly, two kids that are now teenagers, you probably feel like it's already, that's a lot. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on in their worlds. But I I don't think I even answered your question about the whole wedding. Yeah. It was crazy town. Really blessed that we had the experience that we did because my parents didn't have the stress of uh, finances and, you know, I could really shower them and, and give them this once in a lifetime experience that they wouldn't have had, let alone me being, you know, the little girl from the Midwest who dreamt of having, you know, an incredible wedding. So from the bachelor to the bachelorette and getting asked to be the first one and then getting asked to have our wedding televised and have all these incredible experts from the wedding industry be part of it. It was a dream come true. All right. Attention to my fellow mamas and mamas-to-be. As you may know, pregnancy brings the miracle of life, but it also brings some really uncomfortable symptoms like swollen feet, tired, aching legs, and varicose veins. You can take care of your feet while taking care of your growing baby with Dr. Siegel's compression socks. By boosting circulation, these socks with benefits provide fast relief for tired, achy legs and swelling during pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. Now, I knew of compression socks. I used to work in a pharmacy. I would I would see them all the time. They were never very fun looking, and I always thought they were for people not like me. And recently, after having a lot of swelling in my feet and legs, I started wearing Dr. Siegel socks, which were in a really cute pink color, I will say. And I couldn't believe the difference. I could not believe the difference, not only in how my legs felt, but in that swelling as well. It just helped so much. 
Pregnancy causes changes in your body and hormones that decrease blood circulation, which explains why this happens. And as the baby grows and your body expands, it puts pressure on the vein walls. Pregnancy causes hormonal changes that increase blood coagulability, a measure of how easily blood clots. Studies have shown that pregnant women have a six times higher risk of blood clots than women who aren't pregnant. Painful varicose veins and spider veins show up during pregnancy due to poor blood circulation. Studies show around 50 to 70% of pregnant women will develop one type of varicose veins. Compression socks work to stimulate circulation in your legs and feet by helping push fluids and blood out of your legs and back up into your heart. This in turn helps with leg discomfort, plus also reduces the risk of blood clots and the incidence of varicose veins. They've been seen in motherly, pregnancy and newborn, first-time parent, and the Oprah magazine. These compression socks will give you the sweet relief to your swollen feet and ankles. And if you want to treat yourself to a pair of Dr. Siegel compression socks or give them to somebody you know to give them the gift of happy and healthy feet, we've got a little bit of a bonus for you. Visit www.drsegals.com. That's D-R-S-E-G-A-L-S.com and use promo code papaya at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. Give them a try today. Your feet will thank you. Trust me on that one. Now let's get back to the show. I'm sure for a lot of people, you go through these experiences and it seems so fairy tale like but It also can build a lot of like, I don't know, like your boundaries get crossed very easily. Your life is, you know, we're talking about things that happened 17, 18 years ago, and it's still what everyone wants to talk about. Like it's still this relating, right? Like it's kind (laughs) of like that thing. And so do you ever have those hesitations in whether or not you really are grateful for the whole thing or does it all kind of balance in your mind? I always will be grateful. I have always been grateful for it definitely hard moments through it because Ryan is very much more of a private person. And like, he's the introvert. I'm the extrovert. I'm outgoing. He doesn't like to talk. We are very different in that. So the wedding, there were a lot of struggles through it because he, he was just Mm -hmm. basically going Mm -hmm. through the motions for me, you know, and for our parents and our, our family. And he realized, you know, we, we did get paid a million dollars for the wedding, for them to have the rights to air the wedding. And so that set us up with, we're still in the house that we, that we bought in near Vail, Colorado, which is not a cheap place to live. And he is on a firefighter salary. And, you know, so I was a pediatric physical therapist. Even if I had continued that, it's not like I was getting paid 500 grand a year. We're able to start our lives out on this good foot. And I mean, to this day, people are like, what, like, you know, the haters, the trolls, they come out of nowhere. And and they're like, whatever, you're millionaires. You got paid a million. I'm like, I don't know about you, but uh, there's yeah. there's a thing called taxes. <laughs> First off the top, taxes. <laughs> there's also a thing called there were managers and agents who were involved and they got a commission. There's also a, a thing that was going on with me, a lawsuit that I had to pay. Like in the midst of the wedding, I find out that my previous manager is suing us for part of the wedding because he said that, he was supposed to get more money for his commission than we were paying him, which was not true. And I ended up winning, but I had to pay all these lawyer fees, which was not cheap either. So, you know, it's not like we walked away with exactly a million dollars. It was, it was quite a bit less than that, but yeah, I'm still super grateful that, that we were able to start our lives out on the right foot and, and feel a little financial, financial security going into this relationship where we had only known each other for six weeks and had essentially been on like five or six dates. So, you know, having one little piece of the puzzle was great. And that financial security to start off with, you know, helped us to be able to continue moving forward and get the other struggles, like, like the wedding being televised. And like, I mean, Charlie, who was my number two. I forgot about Charlie. On The Bachelorette. Yeah. Right. So on the wedding, they were like, so do you want cameras in your face all day, every day? And Ryan and I were both like, uh, no, it's our wedding. We would like some private moments. I mean, yeah, you have to be here to film the wedding, but 
yeah, we, we would like some privacy. And they said, okay, well then the only way that we're going to allow that is if you allow for Charlie to be there. And he was kind of like the common, what, if you will. <laughs> How do I not remember that? What? They need the drama. They needed the drama. They needed the like, Oh, this is true. And we got, mm-hmm. we, we got mm-hmm. along great. And it wasn't, it wasn't anything like Charlie didn't hold the grudge. I, I didn't feel, I mean, it was a little uncomfortable, but it wasn't something that I was like, well, I'm not, you know, yeah. going to go through with this yeah. because Charlie's here. You know, I was way more focused on my wedding day. There were definitely some moments like that and things that you needed to, we needed to deal with because it was a televised experience. But that being said, it was a beautiful day. We were the last ones on the dance floor. We had a great night and with our friends and family, you know, they allowed that. It wasn't just like us with a bunch of TV executives, which they were there as well, but, but it was, it was incredible. I love that they continue to do it like with bachelor in paradise weddings. And we've gotten to go to a couple weddings. Seeing it go like this most recent, when you guys all made that video where all of the bachelorettes did that passing of the rose, it was so sweet because it is, we're talking like, this is now becoming generational. A lot of these girls going into the shows now are, you know, closer in age to your daughter than they are to us, right? Like there's, it's becoming like there's so much and and there's like this sisterhood that kind of brought it all together, which that's the one thing I'm really impressed with when it comes to Bachelor Nation. Love it or hate it is one of the most supportive groups of each other. It really feels like everyone kind of has each other's backs, but I mean, things have changed a lot now. Like when you were first on the show, there was a totally different, like social media wasn't a thing. So therefore your intentions were truly a little bit different. Like, yes, you might be on TV, but regardless, it wasn't like this guaranteed career afterwards as well. Nowadays, I feel like it's really hard to cut through, like even as as viewers and it's constantly this conversation of cutting through the crap of who's actually here to find love and have that intentionality around it and who's here because they understand that this is truly a career stepping stone. I'm not even saying that that's necessarily wrong. It's just, it's gotten much more complicated. How has it been for you? What are like as you've been watching it over the years and as we've, I'll say the one thing that you guys did for all of us is you set us up to all believe that they always work out. <laughs> it's like, right? Cause you guys yeah, are right. Like, you worked out. <laughs> and so it's like, we all just assumed that, that was going to be like how it was for everyone. And we're slowly learning that it's such a, how many couples have actually survived? Desiree and Chris, Sean and Catherine, Jason and Molly, who I consider even though. She right. Right. Yeah. I would say the same. at the end of the show. Yeah. And then Carly and Evan, Jade and Tanner, Rachel and Brian. I remember half these names. So there's almost, I mean, I've got at least six. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but there's, and then there's people like Deanna and Steven yes. who met because of the show. Caitlin, Caitlin and, Jason. and Jason. Oh, Ashley and Jared. Yeah. So there are, there are so many relationships, Hannah, and I can't remember. I can't remember his name from Bachelor in Paradise. There's there's all these relationships that have flourished because of the show and never would have been never a thing had it not been for the bachelors. But I totally agree with you. I think we are we are this kind of I always call it a crazy dysfunctional family because there are those those one-offs who the people who like to continue to be the villain and like to continue to stir up the the shit and you know, whatever, there's always going to be those people. But for the most part, we are all super supportive and especially the bachelorettes. Like we have this text chain with, with all the bachelorettes and Rachel just recently was like, here, everyone, I wanted to welcome Tasha to our group. And everyone's oh like, goodness. hi, Tasha, welcome. And so sweet. And, and that video was so much fun. We had such a great time. The Betches, I don't know if you follow them on Instagram, but they're hysterical. And during quarantine, when everyone was like staying at home, which I know a lot of people still are, but when it kind of first started, they did this video where it was like each of their people were kind of, you know, going through the screen and then the next one would go. And so I reached out to everyone and I said, you guys, we need to do something like this. It's so funny and so cute. And I love that they are sharing like the reality of quarantine and not just the hair and makeup and glam. 
And Allie was like, yeah, we need to pass a rose, which was perfect, especially because it ended up kind of passing the rose to Claire. And we wanted to put it out during, you know, when quarantine first, first hit or was still going on. And then, you know, kind of the world kind of exploded and, and we just didn't feel that it was the right time. And then when Claire's season, now it's time, we're putting it out, even though it doesn't make a lot of sense in some instances, like I had broken my ankle in February and I had my boot on in the video, which I was like, will this matter? Like, whatever, who cares? Now that the seasons are changing and getting cooler, you actually should be making adjustments to your daily routines. You might be building up with more layers of clothes. Cooler weather makes it easier to miss signs of dehydration, like overheating and perspiration, which means it's even more important to keep your body hydrated. So we're talking about liquid IV. With one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water, you get two to three times the amount of hydration as plain water. I don't know what your holiday plans are, but coming up into a season where it often is flu season and there might be some holiday plans going on, liquid IV can help support your immune system with increased hydration and essential vitamins. It's perfect for staying hydrated if you perhaps are taking holiday flights or even long road trips. It can help with hangovers after those extra holiday drinks too. Liquid IV's best-selling hydration multiplier now has three new flavors, guava, watermelon, and ooh, apple pie. I personally love Liquid IV. It's just something we keep in the cupboard. When somebody needs that hydration, we have it on hand. We've handed it out to friends when they come over. My husband loves them. I love them. It's been so important for me, especially to be staying hydrated during this season of pregnancy as well. The apple pie is shockingly good. And I have to say might be my favorite of the new flavors. Second, probably guava, which but all three are absolutely amazing. So like I said, one serving of liquid IV provides the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water alone. It kind of cuts down the chore of staying hydrated. It also contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, as much potassium as a banana. It's healthier than sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugary than an apple. It's also made with clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. But what makes it so effective? Well, Liquid IV has the optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium, which delivers water and nutrients into the bloodstream. It's the perfect balance to help you keep more hydrated quickly and effectively than water alone. Just one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water, again, is the same as two to three bottles of plain water when it comes to hydration. Not only that, but liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. Their company has donated over 6.7 million servings globally. In response to COVID-19, products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military in the U.S. Over 3 million servings in total so far. Liquid IV is available in the U.S. nationwide at Walmart in the beverage section. Or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code PAPAYA at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code PAPAYA at liquidiv.com. So you can get better hydration today. Liquidiv.com, promo code PAPAYA. Now let's get back to the show. I laugh every season when Chris is like, it. it's lined up to be our most dramatic season yet. And every year I'm like, no, it's not. And this year I was like, oh, he wasn't kidding. It is the, do you still watch every season? I do. I have, I am probably one of, very few people because I, I always get the, oh, we watched your season and then stopped watching because, you know, we basically we gave everyone the fairy tale kind of like you said. And um, and so some people stopped watching or I haven't watched since your season or whatever, but I am one of very few people I feel like who has watched every single episode of every single spinoff. So Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor Pad, Bachelor in Paradise, uh, Bachelor Winter Games, any show, any wedding, any whatever I have watched, I will always be their biggest fan. You know, it's part of my history. It's part of my story. It's it's the reason that I met my husband. So I'll always be a fan. And it's one of my guilty pleasures. Like besides the fact that 
But I, I feel like very maternal towards most of these people, because as you pointed out, we are probably, well, I am closer in age to a lot of these people's parents now. <laughs> um, and they're closer in age to my daughter and my son. Do your kids watch it as well? My daughter, Max could care less. He, does, he wants nothing. He wants nothing to do with girls. He wants nothing to do with love. It's like all video games and all hockey. That's him. <laughs> Gotta love him. I know my son's the same way. And I'm like, you know what? You just do you. But what would you do if they were ever like, mom, I think I would want to go on the show. Would you feel like positive about it? Or would you be like, Ugh. like, cause it's you, it's different now. And it's also you had such success on it and there's so much positive feelings around it. I think about this all the time because I got married at 19. I had kids really young and I don't regret those things. I did get divorced and got remarried, but I don't regret those things. However, if my kids came to me at like 19 and were like, I want to get married or I want to have kids young, I would still have this like weird, like, yes, it was a positive experience for me, but there's still this weird pull of, but there's so much like, to unpack here. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing as a parent. And I get now why parents do this, why they try and guide you with the direction of the choices that they made, whether to or against something. But for your story, it's so different because you had such a positive experience. And yet we've seen so many people have negative ones too. As a parent, have you ever thought about what, if they were to ask to go on it, what would you say? So I, I have no doubt that Max would never want to go on the show. He is totally Ryan. It's shocking to me that Ryan (laughs) actually was on the show because it's so not his cup of tea. Um, he was nominated by, um, a, a friend of his in college was dating this girl who was on a reality show. The producer asked like if she would nominate anyone, anybody. And she sent in a big group of people and they just kept coming at Ryan. Like, we want you on the show. We want you on the show. And he just can't say no. So he ended up being on the show, thankfully, you know, but so Max, I don't, there's no chance he will ever want to be on the show. But Blakesley, on the other hand, is super interested in it. And she loves talking to all the girls. She came with me to the reunion that we had like two years ago. I think we were, we were planning to go to LA for spring break anyway. And it actually ended up lining up perfectly for us to be there at the same time that the reunion was, was happening. So she came along with me and she loves all the, the lights, camera action. She loves all that stuff. Um, she's a dancer. She's, she loves to sing, like perform, whatever. So it's totally up her alley. So all that being said, we didn't have social media back in the day. We had message boards and people were, you know, not always that kind. And it wasn't, wasn't great all the time. I I have been called every name in the book because of being the first bachelorette and people thought I was going to look like a slut and whatever. But I feel like I would be incredibly hypocritical if I said, no, you can't do that when that's how we met. Like, I mean, you know, so I feel like, yes, I would say definitely definitely go for it. If it's something that she's old enough for, if I feel like she's ready for it. Um, but I would also give her a lot of advice on the fact that they can and will use everything you say against you. It's a television show for after all, no matter if you are the OG daughter, you know, like they will use things against you. And, you know, I've already started, which I'm sure you have too. I've already started having conversations with her about the kind of man that she needs to look for to find a a forever with. We just had a conversation the other day about, I don't know if it was a song that came up. We were in the car and I feel like, yes, it was a song and it talked about cheating. And she said, have you ever been cheated on? And I said, I have. When I was in grad school, my boyfriend at the time cheated on me. And, and I said, and it was heartbreaking and it was awful But I want you to know from my learning lesson that I learned to listen to my gut because I had proof that he was cheating on me and I didn't listen. I totally believed him when he lied to my face and said that nothing had happened. And, and I believed him over my intuition. And, and so I use that as something to, to teach her about and, and so I feel like I'm already planting these seeds of, we also had a conversation about finding a guy like her dad who 
is fun to be around and who treats women with respect and, you know, the different values that he has and the different character traits and, and to look for those when, when she's looking for a man. So I'm trying to, even if she's not on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or whatever show is going on, I just think it's important for her to know, you know, to be true to herself and never settle and, and make sure that she's with someone who she can trust and respect and who gives that right back to her. Oh, let's pause to talk about one of my favorite things. If you were a fellow Canadian, you know how much I love them. You might love them too. PC Optimum Points. I love redeeming them. I love saving them. I love hoarding them sometimes. I love spending them even more. But if you want to get even more groceries and beauty products for free, well, now you may be able to because PC Financial has a new no monthly fee account that will make you think about money in a whole new way. It's called the PC Money Account, and it's a bank account that makes everyday spending go further. Really simply, the PC Money Account gets you PC Optima points for doing everyday things like grocery shopping and online shopping, which I don't know about you, but I'm doing more than ever right now. More points means more rewards, so you can turn your everyday spending into a treat for yourself. If you've been following along on my IG stories, I've been banking mine and saving them up. I think I've got like over $100 right now in PC Optimum points just ready to go when I decide to splurge. But the PC Money account is a no monthly fee bank account that makes every dollar of your purchases go further with PC Optimum points. Like I said, I've been saving mine, but in the past, I've used them for gifts. I've used them for groceries. I've used them whenever kind of my budget feels a little tight. I dip into that PC Optimum point and just alleviates that a little bit. And the PC Money account, it works like a bank account, but rewards users with 10 PC Optimum points for every dollar they spend anywhere they shop. But you can earn 25 points in total per dollar spent at Shoppers Drug Mart. And as a welcome bonus, you'll get up to 50,000 points if you take advantage of introductory offers when setting up your account, like adding payroll, direct deposit, or just paying bills online. For Canadians who crave more from their money, the PC Money account can help you set savings goals as well, all while being rewarded with your spending with loyalty points you can actually use. Enjoy free Interact e-transfer services and free withdrawals at PC Financial ATMs across Canada. Now you can sign up for a PC Money account today and start earning those PC Optimum points if you haven't been already. And you can redeem them on everyday essentials. Go to pcfinancial.ca slash papaya to open a PC Money account and you too can start thinking about money in a whole new way. pcfinancial.ca slash papaya. Only takes a couple minutes to get set up and you are good to go. Now let's get back to the show. The people you're with and the people you date or whoever you end up with, that's a variable. The one relationship that's with you for the all of time, no matter what, is the one with yourself. It's the only one that stands the test of time. You've got to listen to her. You've got to listen to him or you've got to pay attention to those needs or you will constantly be seeking validation in somebody else and from somebody else. It's no longer a partnership. It's a fulfillment. That person fills you and completes you. Therefore, you are incomplete without them. And, and that was a huge one, you know, for me as we, as we kind of talk about relationships and, and kind of having long-lasting ones. It, it's hard to go through divorce. I would never wish that on anybody. But at the same time, I'm so grateful that for the lessons that it taught me. Like, just like you said, you know, with having somebody cheat on you, it's not about how that, what that did to you in that time, but the lessons that you brought from those seasons and now have to, like, you probably would have carried a lot more naivety with you if you didn't have that like time and that lesson to really trust your gut through these things, which ended up probably really paying off when it came time to choose your husband in six weeks. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Let's be real here. Well, and I also told her, I said, you know what though? It's okay that it happened. It wasn't, it wasn't a fun time in my life, but it led me to your dad. It led me to this path. And so I'm grateful for having gone through that struggle because I have you because of it. I love that. Now let's talk about your podcast. Great at talking. Like you're such a natural at it. So it makes sense. I surprised you haven't done this earlier, but this is new for you, better, et cetera. 
Talk about how this came to be. How did you decide to start a podcast, especially in 2020 when everything was kind of falling apart? Did you kind of decide to pick up a microphone and start talking? Well, thank you. That was very sweet what you said. It's been a long time coming. I have been focused on my kids. You know, I've been a stay-at-home and work mom and and up until recently, you know, becoming the chauffeur and we're actually in school every single day. Thank God. We're in the same boat. Like, oh, there you go. Holy <laughs> yeah, yes. That was a rough Seriously. few months. I know I wanted I kids. I love but you guys. <laughs> it was a little bit too much kid for me. Uh, yeah. And a little bit too much stress and responsibility and all of that. Like, praise our teachers. Holy cow. And administrators and all the things. Like, oh my gosh. Anyway, so, you know, for the past 13 years, I have dedicated my life to them. And and that has been my job. Yes, I've had side jobs like spokesperson and, and influencer and, you know, all those kinds of things. But my job has has been my kids. So I didn't really think about going outside the house until they were a little bit older. And so for, for the past few years, I've had, I've had this thing in the back of my mind like, Trista, you really need to get it together because your kids are not going to be here forever. They are going to spread their wings and fly, and you're going to be happy for those moments for them, but you need to find a way back to yourself. You know, I wrote a book, and that was an incredible experience. I, I never would have thought I would be an author. I'm not necessarily a writer. Um, you know, a blog has come up, but writing another book, yeah, it's an option, but necessarily something that was really heavy on my heart. I don't feel like it's okay to force things in my life. I I like for them to happen authentically and organically. And then thinking of this notion of doing something for myself, getting back into the workforce in some way, shape, or form for a while now, just because I know that it's kind of imminent, even though they're 11 and 13. It's coming sooner than I think. A couple years ago, I actually reached out to Caitlin and said, I love what Cleo, her manager, is doing for you. And would she consider working with me because I haven't worked, like I, I've worked with different agents and managers over the years, but I had a bad taste in my mouth because of that uh, lawsuit um, that happened during my wedding. And so I've never really like employed a manager. And so I reached out to her and I connected with Cleo and we started talking about doing a podcast and she's like, well, what would you want to talk about? And at that point in time, it was really heavy conversations about parenthood, like we were just having the, the birds and the bees conversation. We were talking about porn. We were talking about drugs and gosh, these big, huge conversations that I really personally just wanted help yeah. with. Yeah, fair. You know, I thought, you know, I'd love to do something like that. And, you know, there were conversations about how parenting in itself is kind of a, a difficult thing to do because there are so many parenting podcasts and how do you decipher you know, being out there and whatever. And it just at the time seemed forced. It just seemed like I'm just trying to do this because I want something to do. So after a while, I, 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 they would write me emails, her team, and I kind of wouldn't, I would, I was starting to kind of put them on the back burner and not get back to them right away. And it kind of showed me that I wasn't ready for it. I, it was, it was a forced situation. Quarantine hits. And I'm still, you know, the, it's still in the back of my mind. What can you do for yourself? What, what can you do in the workforce um, more than just what you're doing already? And Max and I got into an argument. No idea what we were arguing about. I was kind of up in arms. I was upset. He was crying. Like, no, I, no clue to this day what the, the discussion was about. But I walked away. I walked out of his room and very specifically remember thinking, I need to be better. So I walked away thinking, I need to be better. I was sucking at life during quarantine. I was, I was depressed. I was, I, I was a failure as a mom. Like I could not keep up with the teaching. Like I was stressed. I was just on mm -hmm. edge constantly. And I know that's a very common feeling for pretty much everyone. I, I don't know anyone who has gone through this pandemic with all gold stars, you know? Um, no. I started giving myself <laughs> gold stars for like going to the bank, doing a load of laundry. <laughs> I was like, exactly. <laughs> the little yeah, things, because you at least have to feel like you're accomplishing something and being, being productive. But anyway, I was not 
the version of myself that I wanted to be. Like I, I was not proud of myself. I had a really short fuse. I just wasn't a good wife. I wasn't a good friend. I wasn't a good daughter or a good mother or a good person. I just was not feeling good about myself. And, and that's when it hit me that I need to be better. And I thought, this is what I can talk about. Everyone, I feel like, wants to be better, wants to improve. I want to help people be better, be better versions of themselves, whether it is being better parents, because that will be included for sure, being better humans and just treating each other, each other with consideration and kindness, being more productive, being a better career person, being a better listener, being a better friend, being in better at relationships, being whatever. <laughs> all of the things, like there's so many things we can talk about. And, and it hit me and I was like better. And then the, et cetera, is just kind of the fun stuff. Like I'm sure I'll have the bachelorette people or bachelor yeah, people yeah. come on and talk or, you know, whatever, just having girl conversations, yeah. that like kind of like we're having, you know? So I, I don't necessarily, I, I don't consider myself an expert whatsoever. I want to have people come on and share their truths and share their stories and they don't have to be experts, but I'd love to have experts come on. I would love to have people like you come on and talk about being real and authentic and true to who you are and the power. In yeah. It. And really excited. Actually, I was listening to one of your podcasts today. You had interviewed the people who do the Almost 30 yes, podcast. Love them. And they were talking about, oh my gosh, it's a great interview. And you were talking to them about how they got started and they got started in their closets and how you got started and you felt like you were a baby and you, you know, you listened to their podcast and you were totally feeling intimidated because you were brand new to it and they were, they had had however many million yes. downloads or whatever. And I, I feel like that I am totally a baby in this. I am. I mean, I just recorded my fifth episode, number five. I can count on yeah, one hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I feel like I'm totally new to it, but a part that stood out to me about that interview that you did with them is when they talked about how they never once looked at each other and thought we shouldn't be doing this. Um, they were always waking up red, like fired up and ready to share these conversations that they were having in order to help people have better lives. And so that is totally how I'm feeling. I just feel energized and I feel like I am in the right space and it was not forced. It totally happened authentically and naturally. And, and am I the, do I have the best voice? Hell no. I have the worst laugh. I felt so much better when they told me they had voice training. I was like, oh, okay. I I feel so much better now. (laughs) Totally. I, I actually just shared that with one of my friends and she's like, well, really? Someone someone did that. And I'm like, yes, I, I need to be better about my ums and my, I feel like I say, I feel like all the time. I, I didn't realize I said that until I was, I listened to my, I do it too. I always say it's so funny. I always say it's so fun. There's not that many things that are funny. And yet I always say it's so funny or that I'm so excited for today's day. I have the same lines that I do. I'm like, dang it. I got to get, we just do it. And you know, what's funny is like imposter syndrome is so real. Like I literally never considered podcasting for myself. It was only because of Caitlin and Cleo that they were like, you got to do this. Like, and, and then other people, but it did feel like at first I felt so like forced, but it was just hard to trust myself. It's hard to trust your own voice. And when we talk about vulnerable spaces, yes, Instagram and online is vulnerable, but like, there's nothing like a podcast because you can edit it, but you really can't edit it all the way down. It is the kind of the ums and the likes and the interruptings and the, and the, the mishaps. And and that's kind of what's so raw and real and gritty about it. And the other thing that I love is that if you start your podcast and it's like a small little baby podcast and one day it grows that all of that work that you did is evergreen. People can come back and they can listen to it. And so when you have a good episode on, you know, having better sex and somebody came on and listened about better parenting and they're like, oh, better sex, I'm going to, they're going to go and listen to that one. And it kind of just has this trickle effect all the way down. And that's really fascinating to me because like when I first started, you know, it's hard. You look at these numbers and you're like, I don't know what's good. Like, is this good? Like, I don't know what's good. And it didn't, it didn't add up, but 
to this day, whenever I'm now with a network and when they give me the analytics, it's, it's so mind blowing because some of my top episodes were actually ones that came out at the very, very beginning. It's people that go back. And so I'm like, those were the messiest. That was the worst stuff that I was doing. And yet they're sometimes the favorites. So I think sometimes we want to be these polished, like we want to be the better versions of ourselves, but if we don't actually step into being the unpolished, gritty, not that great, kind of crappy at doing things until we kind of, and refine it, it's kind of fun to listen back and be like, wow, I actually have really improved there. You actually get to watch and listen to the evolution of bettering yourself, which is kind of so cool. And you're right. We all, we're all evolving. We're all humans at our core. We all do things that, you know, we mess up at sometimes, and we all have things that we want to strive to be better in. And it can be as simple as like, you know what? Like I now this huge trend of watching people show you how to take like better photos. And it's like as simple as instead of holding your iPhone up like this, you hold it upside down and it changes the entire dynamic of the photo. And I was like, what? But these are like, these are game changing things that we're now learning. And I'm like, it's the simplicities of what bettering can kind of mean. It goes from mental health all the way down to like, you know what, if you add, you know, salt to your chocolate milk, it tastes better. Like, I don't know. (laughs) It just can go forever. I'm here for it. I'm so excited to be able to be part of this space. I feel like I'm way late to the game, but I still feel like there's, you know, some importance, something to offer. So probably the biggest takeaway for anybody listening that even kind of maybe has that imposter syndrome or coming out of like, a, I was a stay at home mom for 10 years. So I get it. Like there's this feeling of what am I? Who am I? What do I even have? So when you get those buzzes of excitement and you start to listen to it, it can really be magical and it doesn't take long before self-doubt can sometimes creep in. But I think the one thing that everyone has to remember, it doesn't matter how many, because I remember when I was about to release my podcast, I kept seeing a few friends like releasing theirs and like starting podcasts. And I kept being like, no, no, I can't do it. No, no. Like there's, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Nobody is your voice. Nobody can be you. So that is your contributing factor. That is who you are. Everybody has such unique experiences and will ask different questions in an interview. So it doesn't matter if you have the same guests as a friend of yours or have a similar conversation around the same topics. We are all individually so different and nobody is your voice. And so I'm honestly so excited for you because I think it's going to be so great. I think that the conversations that you're going to lead and the ones you've already started having are going to be so amazing. So is it, it's out now? Are we, are we live? We're alive. Yeah. We're alive. Um, amazing. So Ryan was my first guest, which I felt like it, it was only natural to have mm-hmm. him be my first guest. Everyone loves to see, hear us together. So yes. And he has, he has such a quiet philosophical nature and I wanted people to see a little bit of that, even though people think of him as just this firefighting poet from The Bachelorette, you know, he's got so much more to offer. So, and, and so many people reached out and said they absolutely loved it. And, and he does have such great gems of wisdom and that they, I should have him come back. And then Kat Sadler, who is a longtime friend, she was on E! News for 12 years and she went through this whole pay parody thing. And so we talk about betting on yourself and standing up for yourself and the struggles that she's been through personally and professionally friend of mine, Kelly Wolf, who is a life coach. And she talked about her flow method, which I call the happiness map. I have Ben Nempton coming on who I bet, you know, from Canada, you, do you, from the buried life. No, have you heard of the buried life. Oh, you'll have to listen. He's amazing. Okay. I'm such a bad podcaster because I don't actually listen to a lot of podcasts. No, I no, listen. but he doesn't have a podcast. He, um, oh, okay. The buried I, like, life. I, Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I listen to crime podcasts. Is he on one of those? He had a show on MTV called The Buried Life and, oh. and wrote a book and he's a, a big speaker. Um, That's cool. But yeah, I mean, it's just been, it's been great to, in, especially to meet people, to have conversations because for me, the true keys to happiness for my life are human connection and even animal connection. We have two dogs, but you know, I, I love connecting people. I love getting down deep into great conversation and, and being able to take tools out of those conversations that everyone can use in their daily life to help them with whatever. 
there's nothing like it, like a podcast. You put your phones down, you've got head, you're submerged. Like I used to always, I used to swear I was only ever going to do podcasts in person. And it was fun because then I got to travel all over to kind of interview people. But now we're in this space where this is sometimes my only human connection in a day is like putting down your phone and having these conversations and they're very submersive. And, and I always think about the fact that people listening, it's like a fly on the wall in these conversations that are, that are really done in such a vulnerable way that are just two people having two or three people, if there's more having a conversation about really real stuff and, and it's, it's just so special. So I'm so, so excited for you. Tell everyone where they can find you and where they can listen to better, et cetera. So it's really anywhere that you listen to your podcast, whether that's Google or Spotify or Apple or wherever I did create a handle on Instagram at better ATC creating Linktree. I just found out about Linktree. I had no idea that that even existed. <laughs> so I'll have that. I'm just learning all these things. Yeah, I'm um, so excited <laughs> for you. You're like Linktree. I'm at, at Trista Sutter. So people can, of course, follow me there. And I, I post a lot. Like yesterday, I interviewed Patty Stanger, who is millionaire matchmaker, yes, relationship expert. I remember her. Anyway, I posted a story and just asked my followers to chime in if they had any questions for you and for or for me. And they had great questions. So I, I love also being able to interact with people and creating this community. I know you have that in, in, in birds, papaya and papaya podcast and all of this. I feel like I want to create a community where people feel like they aren't alone, where people feel like they can come and be supported and, and we can all be better together. Trista, thank you so much. Thank Thank you you for giving me street cred with my mom today and (laughs) just for being such a delight. I'm so excited for you and I'm so excited to tune in and listen. I'm going to have to listen to that interview with Ryan now. He's like such an, I don't know if you ever watched that show as a kid where it was like this little character that would pop in, but you never got to see him called Pokeroo. Anyways, he's kind of like Pokeroo of your life. So we got to like listen in. Anyways, I'm really excited for everything you're doing. Thank you so much for your time today. And for everyone listening, go check out. If you have not caught up with Trista Sutter, she's got some awesome things happening. It's so amazing to watch a woman who committed so much of her time and life and energies into raising kids and getting to to see what she's doing next. And that's better, et cetera. So hopefully you can tune in and listen to that show as well. And we will see you all next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.